We have come and sat at your door, my giver. Please take care of your souls, my giver. Please take care of your souls. This is the bhajan Anake Dvare Ute Bete Mere Datiya on page 214. <clears throat> Kal conquers the souls to throw in the hells. He assumes many forms to entangle the souls. Oh, my giver, for God's sake, please hear the cry of the suffering ones and save us. The darkness of falsehood has covered the world. Truth has fled away to the skies. Religion and mercy are terrified and confused. Oh, my giver, during the difficult time, please ask of our condition. At all places, Kal has laid traps which are difficult to break. Oh, Satguru, my giver, gracious to the poor, please save us in the court of the Lord. Hail, beloved Sawan and Kripal, for you cooled the heated Ajayab in moments. Oh, my giver, please give darshan to the Sangat. May we never forget your beneficial deeds. We have come and sat at your door, my giver. Please take care of your souls, my giver. Please take care of your souls. Bhajan of Sanchi on page 214. <laughs> Oh, 
sambar kur dahane raja ke utte akke chaakya chup gaya sache ude ambaranu dagya kur dahane raja ke utte akke chaakya chup gaya sache ude
Oh, disciple, it is difficult to maintain the discipleship. One has to give up eye and mind. One has to give the gift of his head. It is easy to keep the name of disciple, but it is difficult to maintain the discipleship. First, one has to wash the dirt from within. Then one has to weep in the remembrance of the beloved one. <coughs> one has to sigh cold sighs. He who wants to meet the beloved earns the love with a true heart. This is a very good opportunity to meet God. One has to die while living in this world. One has to give up happiness and climb the cross. From the outside, it is very easy to be called a servant or disciple, but it is very difficult to maintain the discipleship. If the disciple is independent of the passions and pleasures of the world, within him will be the kingdom of Kerpal. Ajab says, then it is very easy to go in the court of the Lord. O oh, disciple, it is difficult to maintain the discipleship. Bhajan of Sanchi on page 79. O Sika Siki Dani Bona O Kae O Sika Siki Dani Bona
disciple. It is difficult to maintain the discipleship. Today I want to look at a series of short readings from Kripal and Samhain mostly. I want to start with a a message that Master Kripal gave on the birth anniversary of Baba Salan Singh, his master, uh, which is coming up not very far from now, July 27th. And of course, the tape that we've been hearing, and we'll hear today also um, over the past few weeks, is was given on Salan Singh's birthday. And Sanji makes, you know, comments on that. All right, this is a um, message, the 1961 birth anniversary message, which is included in the book, The Ambrosial Hour, from where I am reading it. Called The Eternal Song, begins with quotes, two quotes from the Bible. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. 
In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehendeth it not. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. <coughs> the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth from the Gospel of John, and the kingdom of God is at hand from the Gospel of Mark. July 10th, 1961. Dear children of light, I convey my love to you all and speak to you from the core of my heart on the auspicious birth anniversary of my master, Sawan Singh Ji Maharaj. Blessed indeed is the hour when the timeless comes into time, the formless assumes a form, and the wordless becomes the word, and the word puts on the mantle of flesh to dwell amongst us. Verily ye are, essentially and potentially, the timeless, the formless, and the wordless. The word is in you, and you live in and by the word, though you may for the time being be living on the plane of the senses and unaware of your real identity. A tree is known by the fruit it bears, Lectures, messages, statements, and discourses of any kind, spiritual or otherwise, imparted through utterances or writings, are just idle talk when not acted upon or lived up to. Live up to the divine word, which is the word of words, the manifestation of truth. This word is hearkened by the soul. It is the eternal song which was sung ages ago. And that song produced the phenomena called the universe. When that song is heard, you will have some glimpses of the Lord and the true master. Some will have a little, some more, and some still more. Souls embedded in the master power will be lighted. The more receptive the souls to the master power, the more light they will emit. If you wish to love God truly in the most practical way, it is to love our fellow beings. Feel for others in the same way as we feel for our dear ones. Instead of seeing faults in others, we look within ourselves, suffer in the suffering of others, and feel happy in the happiness of others. Endure all that comes, cheerfully accepting it as his will, and do not hurt or harm any of his beings. To love God, we must live for God, and die for God. I would like to sow the seed of love in your hearts so that the feelings of love 
are brought about among all the nations, creeds, sects, and castes of the world. All saints preach the same. Love and all things shall be added unto you. Without love there is no peace here or hereafter. Kabir. Those who do not know love cannot know God. Christ. Hear ye all, I tell you the truth. God cannot be approached without love. Guru Gobind Singh. The main purpose of my master was to awaken mankind to the truth taught and preached by all saints who came in the past. His job was to awaken the divinity in every heart and guide each to his or her goal of life. Like the great masters of the past, he drew people of all castes and colors by living example. He awakened humanity to the fundamental, inviolable unity of all life. All mankind is one. The true brotherhood will arise by awakening to the unity already existing in man. Man is an ensouled body. Soul is a conscious entity, a drop of the ocean of all consciousness. Man is the oldest of all. Social bodies were made by man for the attainment of God. My master did not come to establish a new religion. The religion he taught is the knowledge of the self and the one behind the many, which can be achieved by tapping inside by inversion, by reading the great book of oneself where God is revealed the book of all books, the Bible of all Bibles, which holds the key to the mystery of life. The way to truth is simple. The way is to know oneself so as to know God. When one is awakened to self-consciousness, his or her outer attachments are shaken off and God floods his or her soul. The only rules that he gave it all, if any, were meditation, pure ethical life, and selfless service. He did not say for you to cease to be a Christian, a Hindu, a Sikh, a Mohammedan, or a Zoroastrian, but to be a true follower of Christ, Lord Krishna, Guru Nanak, Prophet Muhammad or Zoroaster, that is, to do what they said. He did not ask the skeptical man or woman of today to accept any dogma, but in the spirit of humility to obey the God reverberating in the heart of all. He advised us to look at each other from the level of the soul and not through the garbs of various religions we are wearing, and to love all. He did not advocate change of forms, but to look within oneself where all are one. 
He did say that whatever religion one has, it should transform our life. We should lead an ethical life. He did not bring Eastern or Western thoughts for us to act upon, but helped us to act upon the basic truth that we already have in our religions. He revived the forgotten truth that is eternal. Example is better than precept. The teacher that the age wants is a living example of what all may become. The only teacher that we can accept is one who has experienced God. <clears throat> he must be one who has consciously bridged the gulf between time and eternity and can show others how to do likewise. He enables us to discover ourselves. We get through him a change of heart and he has the power to transmit grace, kindle love, and bestow contact with the light of God. He is overflowing with the love of God and of all creation. And those who come in contact with him are enkindled with that love and the God power working through him awakens God in others. Books cannot replace teachers unless one meets the teacher in the flesh. One cannot unravel the mystery of self. What a man has done, another can do, of course, with proper guidance and help. You have been put on the path, the path that leads you to the divine in you. You have been blessed with a conscious contact with the holy light and harmony, the life and soul of all that is. And you can develop your initial experience of the living contact to any length you may. It all depends on you. Where there is a will, there is a way. Strive for it ceaselessly. It is the essence of life and the greatest gift on earth. Rear it up with tender care and loving devotion, lest you may again lose hold of the lifelines in the stormy sea of life. Awake, arise, and stop not until the goal is reached is the time-honored message coming down as it does from eternity. And I repeat it today with all the emphasis at my command. Make hay while the sun shines. The kingdom of God verily is at hand, and the power of God unmistakably beckons you to it. Avail yourself of the golden opportunity that God has given you. For human birth is a rare privilege, and thrice blessed is man. Make the most of it while there is yet time. Let not dissensions creep into your thoughts and corrode your progress in any way. You are one of the fortunate children of invincible light. Live up to that sacred truth. Master power is always with you and will be extending you all love and grace. If we live up to the teachings, it is a panacea for all ills and evils. 
with fondest love to you all, Kripal Singh. That message, or parts of it anyway, was issued as a circular way, way back. And for many years, it was on the wall of our kitchen in the little house here at the ashram. And I looked at it and read it many, many, many times in the course of my life. And it has always seemed to me um, to be exemplary both from the point of view of inclusiveness, of how the masters work with people from the line of least resistance, the point where they are, and how they do not put things in the way of bringing people back, which is what they want to do. This is a letter from Baba Selensing, which again is a piece of writing that had a tremendous effect on me uh, way, way back. When the book Spiritual Gems first came out in 1958, um, it, was, it was like, uh, I mean, it was, for me, it was like an explosion. Uh, we had we had almost no books at that time. We we had the Sarbachan and a couple of other books by people who were not the master. And we had a few circulars from Kripal Singh. Of course, there were no tapes to speak of, or one or two tapes which we heard as great treats. But when the, the book of spiritual gems came out, and I I couldn't believe how good it was, and how much those letters spoke to me. And this particular letter, somehow looking through the book, I zeroed in on, and it just resonated with me from beginning to end. It's letter number 103, and this is what it says. Thanks. I appreciate frankness, but this seems to be a case of misunderstanding. My letters are, of course, drafted by secretaries according to verbal instructions, but there was absolutely no idea, nor can there be any, of parading anybody's personal problems or letting down anybody, as it were. On the other hand, it has always been our principle treat personal problems as confidential. I am sorry to find you so perturbed, but I can assure you that there was nothing personal about it, and this should put you at ease. You should take a charitable view, as becomes a student of St. Mat. Now, as to the various questions asked and points raised in your letters. One. Yes, mentality, knowledge, and belief. You say that you are not a yes man. Well and good. We too do not want this mentality. Sant Mat is based upon real knowledge, 
the knowledge that promotes honest inquiry. It is a liberal system and does not stifle opinion or insist on blind belief. To start with, it asks you to accept some fundamental concepts only by way of a working hypothesis. Even as in Euclid, you take a theorem for granted only that you might be able to demonstrate its truth in the end. You must not forget, however, the subtle nature of the subject, which cannot be adequately discussed and understood by mere intellectual reasoning. It deals with eternal truths beyond the reach of mind and buddhi, and can therefore be comprehended properly only when the student goes in and gets some background of personal spiritual experiences. Those who devote sufficient time are verifying these truths for themselves, and these include both Indians as well as foreigners. We do not force conviction upon anybody. We like the conviction to grow from within as a result of one's own personal experience. Let the student devote sufficient time and work as directed. The rest will follow. Till then, one must have faith or work would be impossible. If the great explorers and adventurers of the world who widened the horizon of our knowledge had no faith in their enterprises, they would not have been able <clears throat> to go on and suffer many privations and hardships. What distinguished Columbus from his followers? An unshakable faith and an indomitable will. Two, master. <clears throat> Your conception of the master is correct. He is in the world for our good and guidance, for without a master who will teach us? Man can be taught by man only. The master is unselfish, without any prejudice, and our true well-wisher and benefactor. He is with us in this world, in spiritual regions, and even in the court of the Most High. But this realization comes only when the veil of mind has been lifted. <coughs> Three, life and its law. Yes, life is change. Nothing is here at a standstill. The direction is the result of the interplay of so many forces, known and unknown, including our own efforts. The whole universe is subject to laws, but the same laws may not be operative and to the same extent in all places. This is again a point which is best understood when one goes in. When we talk of universal laws, we mean the laws of this known material universe, and even here our knowledge is far from complete. How little do we know about conditions on Mars or the Moon? How can you know by mere intellectual discussion the conditions in fine ethereal and spiritual regions? Here you have only to believe. If you want to know, you must gird up your loins and go in. Life is an immensely complicated affair. 
Every effect is the result of so many causes, and likewise every cause has so many effects which differ in intensity according to prevailing conditions. If we know all the causes accurately and their background, we should be able to predict the effect accurately. I do not follow your line of reasoning here and how this is relative to the career of a student of Sant Mat. Four, initiation. I do not wonder if you are unable to appreciate the value of initiation because you have not gone in. It is true one must work and transform himself to reap the fullest advantage. But even to be initiated is a great privilege, and perhaps you will realize it by and by. It is no small thing to be set on the right road and have an unerring guide who is always ready to keep you on the way as soon as you make a start, who makes himself visible as you progress and stands by you in all circumstances. Think of the thousands who worked hard, denied themselves all pleasures and even comforts, and yet could not reach the goal because they were not initiated by a perfect master. The posture and the key words have got their significance. They may not appeal to some people, but you doubtless realize that every game must be played according to rules. The fact is that the overcritical often waste their opportunities while the simple-minded win the day. Five, initiation by a perfect master. Man is the image of God. As you say, man has great potentialities. But till these potentialities are realized and actualized, they are of no use. In this phenomenal world, man the master appears as man the slave. For as long as he is the slave of his appetites, he cannot know real happiness. He must first learn to control himself and be his own master before he can be master of the world. This can be done only by realization within, and for that, contacting a perfect master is the first step. We must learn to rise above senses. This is expressed in our terminology by saying that we must rise above this house of nine doors and knock at the tenth. We have been turned out of the royal palace, as it were, and the door banged on us. Someone must remind us of our rights and teach us how to turn our back on the delights and pleasures of this world and how to knock at the tenth door and gain admittance. That someone is the master. Meeting the master is a condition necessary and precedent to the working of his grace and does not imply any limitation of opportunity as you seem to think. The opportunities are offered to those only who have some chance of profiting by them. We do not complain, complain that the rain comes through the clouds only and does not fall straight out of the blue void. We are convinced that this is the law. Similarly, this law operates with regard to spiritual matters. We must know whence and how we came down 
and must return by the same route. The key is in the hands of the master. An imperfect master would not be able to lead the initiate to the highest goal. Please remember we are talking of the highest ultimate goal, and for that the perfect master is absolutely necessary. One may make progress, as it is ordinarily understood, even without such initiation, and if ardent enough may reach the region of the stars, the sun and the moon, but he won't be able to go beyond that. Saint Mat's ideal is very high. It aims only at the highest and the absolute good. That is why it does not think much of so-called spiritual healing, etc. The comparative value of such work is inferior to what Saint Mat offers. Why should you be contented with a cent when you can earn a dollar? Six healing, social service, etc. We do not inculcate isolationism or selfishness, but advocate the highest ideal of service. Service is indeed the backbone of our organization, and most of our workers, from men and women working in the kitchens to secretaries and superintendents of departments, are honorary. The highest service to yourself, to others, and to the master is going inside. Healing is not bad, but we aim at the best, as has been said before. These other services, rest assured, will not be neglected. There are plenty of others to carry out the services of the type you mention. To keep our eyes fixed on the highest ideal and work for it day and night, cannot be called niggardliness. Is the chemist who carries on his research in his laboratory and denies himself the usual social pleasures a selfish man or an isolationist? There is another point too. Your power of good now is very limited. It is not bad to send good thoughts, but these thoughts bind you to lower planes. Golden fetters are also fetters. If you charge your patients, this is not much of social service. And if you do not, you will have to come down again to reap the fruit of your good actions. Doing good will certainly bring its reward, but it will not bring about the release from birth and death. Perhaps you do not appreciate this point of view. Again, let us suppose that a philanthropist visits a jail and donates a sum of money for giving the prisoners a treat or induces the authorities to improve their conditions of living. Or again, the Red Cross Society sends parcels of sweets, clothing, and other things to these prisoners. They have all improved the prisoners' lot and momentarily made them happy. But they are still in the jail. Then comes an unostentatious-looking figure who holds the key to the jail. He opens the door and tells them that they are free henceforth and even arranges for their passage home. Who has rendered the greatest service? That is the way of the saints. Seven, four lives. 
Your reference to the maximum of four lives is rather amusing. There is absolutely no compulsion to finish your pilgrimage here in the compass of four lives only. In fact, nobody can go up as long as he has desires on the earth plane. They will surely drag him down. The master can show the way and help you along the path, but does not force you. Please note that it is a privilege and not an obligation. For souls with intense longing, one life may be enough, but the saints generally try to finish up the karmas of the initiates within a maximum of four lives. You may look upon it as something queer, but once you begin to go in and taste the joys of spiritual life, your point of view will change. Eight, the master. The masters are very broad-minded and do not care at all what you think about them. You may certainly look upon the master as a friend if you find that helpful, and he is certainly the best and the truest friend. I will again say, go in and see for yourself. You may come here and study things for yourself whenever it is possible and convenient, but you will have to wait till the end of the war at least. In the end, I would add that Sant Mat teaches true humility, forbearance, and charity, and it is this spirit that ought to permeate our thoughts as well as our actions. Both of those readings, it seemed to me, I guess, um, when I first became aware of them both, uh, the message of Master Kripal and the letter of Baba Salen Singh, is, um, it seemed to me, I, it was my first, I guess, extended understanding in both cases, of how unexpected the man times, but the master's aim is to take us home, and he will do that, and he will do it as quickly as we will let him, and even if we don't let him. I used to say, in spite of our best efforts, Master will take us up. Um, he is interested in taking us home. He wants to take us home. He wants to take us home because he loves us. Because he loves us, he will do what is required to take us home. The, um, you know, the story that expresses that the best without a doubt, is the story of the greedy man and the three stuffed chapatis, which I know everyone knows. Um, but you will know, if you think about it, the master was walking with that greedy man. The greedy man stole a chapati. Sanchi says the master wanted to give him grace, but he couldn't do that until he told the truth. 
and a guy who was not only greedy but also a liar and a thief and totally undeserving of anything by our standards, uh, the master kept trying to get that guy to tell the truth so that he could shower grace on him and take him up. Sanji would tell that story very explicitly like that. And finally, when the guy persisted in lying right up to the end, uh, the master, if you remember, made three piles of gold and jewels. And he said, all right, one pile is for me, one pile is for you, and the third pile is for whoever ate that third stuffed chapati. And at that point, the guy, you know, had no problem admitting that he had done it. And from then point on, the master was able to shower grace on him. So it is, you know, a lot of the dealings of the master with us um, are kind of explained, I think, by the attitude implicit in that story. You know, he wants to give us that which is ours. He wants us to be able to make use of that which is at our very essence. And he will do that. You know, he'll do that one way or another. And it doesn't really matter to him. I mean, just like that master didn't was not bothered by that greedy man. He did not take it personally as, excuse me, as Baba Samhain Singh said in the letter, he didn't care in the least what the man thought of him. His only concern was to take that man up and to give him grace and to love him. And there are a lot of stories like that, you know, but if we think about the implications of them, we may understand a lot more about the way the Master deals with us. I want to conclude the readings by reading uh, sections from the talk, This World is Not Your Home, which Master Kripal Singh gave here in this hall on October 16th, 1972. And of course the hall was much smaller then. The crowd was very large and we were jammed in uh, so close together that you, could, you couldn't even move your arms and legs basically. So close that Master said in the beginning, this is the best time to embrace each other. We are all brothers and sisters in God, so welcome you are to Sant Bani Ashram. They say that two kings cannot live together in one country, but hundreds of beggars can. All right, you have come to Sant Bani Ashram, simply here, just look to the purpose for which you have come. That's the main thing. And, of course, the, we were the hundreds of beggars, without a doubt, because there was no way that we could be kings when we were jammed in the way we were jammed in. So this talk, too, was very major effect on me. I, I, um, was, I introduced the Master on that day, and uh, as you see, I commented a couple of times, uh, tremendously unimportantly, but anyway, I did it. So he concludes the talk, so what have you learned today? 
This world is not your home. Have you learned it? Try to bring home this question. This world is not your home. You have to go. When? That you don't know. But the time is fixed. So if we don't know what time is fixed for the examination, we should be ready every moment. That's right. We should have foresight. We have it, you see. We have discrimination. We should make the best use of them. Masters don't care what label you are carrying. They see you are man, conscious entities. You reside in the human body, and he also resides there. He loves you all. But he says, all right, how long will you continue to be just wandering away from your home? You know the parable given by Christ? Masters sometimes give parables, sometimes straight talks. This is a straight talk being given to you. If you would like a parable, let us go to this one Christ gave. He says that a man had some sons. He was a very rich man. One son was very naughty. He said, Father, give me my portion of the wealth. I am your son, give me. His father said, all right, you have it. He gave it to him. This is the beauty, whatever his share was. He went away, enjoyed, spent all that he had in frivolous enjoyment. The result was that he had nothing left, no food to eat or clothes to wear. He was in very much trouble, agony. What to do now? There's no hope. Then one night he said, my father has so many servants in his home, let me go there. At least if he hires me, I will get something to eat. He turned his way back to his father. So his father came to know that his son had come. He was overjoyed. When the lost son is found, will not the father rejoice? He said, all right, bring him in, give him a bath, give him good clothes to wear. He began festivities in the house. The other son said, Father, we have been so obedient to you. You never were overjoyed so much. Here you have this son who has spoiled all your wealth and you are rejoicing. The father said, he has returned. He has come back. So God also, you see, rejoices when you come back to him. Therefore, he sends from time to time his messengers to bring you home. He is our true master. Don't care what the world says. Go back home, please, is the messenger's message. Because he has sent him, you will find that there are eggs laid under ducks and under hens, too. And when the children come out, then they go to the side of the water, just like this pond, which, of course, is the very pond that we still have here, although it was somewhat smaller than like the hall. The duck children plunge into the water. The chickens and hens begin to cry, oh, drown, drown. But really, they're not drowning. They have gone back to the nature of ducks. Similarly, masters do come. Those who follow them, some people say, oh, they are drowning. So don't care what people say. 
when you see what is what and you testify what is before you and you see for yourself why be led away by others so please the time you have got here make the best use of it this is the first talk here i think i have told you all you have to do we may talk on this very subject further by one phase or another we have to go home so we must prepare yes any questions after that and i was astonished that he wanted to take questions and i said do you want to take questions master and master said if they have any i don't want any laughing i only enjoy them i am glad to see so many god has sent them to me and i am sent by him here if they have any questions they are welcome what little i know and i want to read some although not all of the questions and answers the question you say that the whole thing hinges on the conviction of death but to many of the young people death we understand it but it is like it is very far away and it does not come home because we are young this it is difficult you know those of us who were around back then along with many others um this is no longer much of an issue of course uh we have seen a lot of death and it is not very far away it is extremely close to home but this was a feeling that people had and you know young people think they're immortal sometimes some of them do i guess that's what i hear anyway so masters that's all right you see young or old everybody has to leave the body this is our permanent home quote unquote that is stuck fast into our hearts yet it is not so we have to change our angle of vision so for the time we are here what is the duty of man do you know it is to be a help to others he is not born for his own self animals are born for their own selves and their children but man is one who lives for his own self and also for others man is not man if he does not live for others so he has to prove himself by being of use to others he should work hard in that limited time which comes to us so that we are more used to others so it will follow you people have to take our places come on and then a question master why did we leave god in the first place and master says i think the best way to find that out is to go to him and ask him he knows best why he has sent us may i put a question to you why did you beget children because you wanted to you see it is his will but he is the best person to reply to that and the master said to me so many people standing outside in the cold can't you accommodate them he looked out the side window and there was seemed like maybe 100 people standing out there looking in very forlornly it was mid october and and very cold actually at this point despite the fact that it seemed as though the hall was already as full as it could possibly be 
By God's grace, more room was somehow made, and most of the people who had been standing outside were brought in. And then there is a question which I always found extremely interesting, the question and the answer. Uh, and it's an example of how of that unexpectedness that I mentioned, because there is nothing in the literature of the path or the you know the commonly understood and remembered sayings of the masters, which prepares for this answer to this question. At least I don't I don't know of any. And um, in some ways, it seems to go in a different direction from the letter of silencing that we just read. Yet both are there. The question is, I don't have a yearning to go home. I came on the path because I wanted to be a better human being, and I knew you could help. I still don't feel the yearning to go home. I just want to be a better human being. What is the best way to develop? And Master said, that's all right. Man is one, as I submitted, who is of use to others. So you obey God's order. Who serves my humanity, he serves me. That's the first step. That's a good idea. You see, there is a parable in the Upanishads. It says that there was one man who was very fond of helping others, selfless service. He was so fond of serving others because he saw that God into expression power in the human body. Christ said that if we do not love our brother whom we see, how can we love that whom we don't see? So human body is the expression of that. He also resides in the human body, and those whose yogic eye is developed, they see God in the human body. Outward temples are made in the model of man. They put symbols of light and sound in there. In churches and temples and mosques, the same symbols are there. Which is the best of all? The human body in which those symbols are manifest is the best of all of them. So only he will serve mankind who sees God in them. The more devoted he is, the more he will serve others. The parable says that that man who is very fond of serving others Naturally, he was a man. And there, again, the word insan, you know, one bubbling over with love, um, is the Urdu word that this is a translation of, although Master is speaking in English, but um, that's, insan is the word he would have used if he had been speaking in Urdu. Because he was considered to be of use to others, Love knows service and sacrifice, you see. And he prayed to God, and God was very pleased with him and asked him, Well, will you come back home? I am replying to your question. He said, Lord, I want to serve others. If I come to you, that would be no addition to you. I am merely a drop of the ocean of your consciousness. So give me more time to serve others. And Master said, That's all right. That's a good idea. And I will, I will repeat that um, I find, I still find that answer to be revolutionary. 
and um, mental, mentally explosive. I question, what did we do to have to come down and suffer as man? And Master said, that is evolution. Man is developing, you see. Man feels unhappy. He is driven from all sides. Naturally, he turns to something higher which he has not seen. There was a man who was a communist. He did not believe in God. He only believed in atoms. He was going to die at the time of death. And here, Master uh, waved his arm. He was so funny. He said, at the time of death, Almighty oh, Adam, and the whole hall erupted in laughter. That is but natural. It's a natural instinct in each man that there is some power, whether he has seen it or not. And then the question, what is our original sin? What did we do then to deserve this? Master said, we are here, that much you know. Whether God is or not, never mind. You want to be happy or not? Yes. You want to be happy? Then permanent happiness will come when? As long as you are attached to this world, it is only passing panorama, changing panorama of life. Once you are attached, you feel happy. When you are withdrawn, you feel unhappy. Why don't you attach yourself to some power which remains permanent and that will never be withdrawn from you and you cannot be withdrawn from that power? You will have permanent peace. And then the final question, when we are in the world, should we try to do Simran all the time to keep our attention on God? And Master said, to have sweet remembrance of God while you are in the world. When doing other duties, while your hands are working, let your mind be in sweet remembrance of God. We have to develop that, you see, by sweet remembrance. Where, where there is love, there is constant remembrance. So we have to do the worldly things too. Pay off all debts, that is also worship. Work is worship. Do that and this also. When brain work is required in the beginning, you might for a while have to do it separately. But those who are already in contact with that, they always go on with it, even while thinking. That is a state of mind that develops. And then he says to everybody, jammed in the way they were, would it not be better to sit down in meditation? Why not make the best use of your time? Have you anything to do now? Any work? Better to utilize the time for meditation. As I submitted to you this morning, make the best use of your time while here. This is a work that we have to do. Nobody else will do this work for us. Performance of outer rituals, etc., you can have done by others for payment. But this can only be done by your own self. And the tape that we are listening to, there's not a whole lot left. Uh, and it begins with the bhajan, the last bhajan that was sung at the satsang. This is the satsang called The Pages of Our Heart. 
which was given Sanchi's last day here on July 27th, 1996. And this is the, the translation of the bhajan that will be sung at the beginning. Papu and Gurmail will sing it uh, at Sanchi's request. My heart was stuck in the false world. Someone came and cut the bonds. Millions of times I thank him who united my soul with Shabda. My soul wanders in this world. I have got no sympathizer. In this attached world, the whole world is merciless. Forgetting the path I had gone astray, he diverted me to the real path. I, the foolish sinner murderer, got involved in sins. I forgot the remembrance of the Lord and was buried under the sins. He had pity on me. After coming, he cut the chains of the negative power. <clears throat> I, the ignorant one, do not know anything. I get kicked and knocked. May I meet beloved Kripal. I have had this desire for a long time. The soul of Ajib had forgotten her home. Catching hold of her, he diverted her toward home. And we will hear now. झूठी दुनिया सिर्फ से दिल मेरा कोई आके बंधन तोड़ गया लखवारी ओ जी सदके जेड़ा तुरत शब्द नू जोड़ गया झूठी दुनिया सिर्फ से दिल मेरा कोई आके बंधन तोड़ गया लखवारी ओ जी सदके जेड़ा सुरत शब्द नू भटके दुनिया विचरू मेरी भटके दुनिया विचरू मेरी मिलया ना कोई दर्दी फसी फसाई दुनिया दे दुनिया है बेदर्दी फुल रसता ओ जड़ पे गई फुल के रसता ओ जड़ पे गई रसते वल मुंह मोड़ गया लखवारी ओ जी सदके जेड़ा सुरत शब्द नू जोड़ गया छोटी दुनिया च फसया दिल मेरा कोई आके बंधन तोड़ गया लखवारी ओ जी सदके जेड़ा सुरत शब्द नू जोड़ गया मैं मूरख पापण हथियारी मैं मूरख पापण हथियारी 
लेकिन जो प्रोग्राम आप समाप्त है प्रबंधक ने अपनी तरफों बहुत अच्छा प्रबंध किया है मैं आशा करता है किसी तो सेवा करन लग्या कोई कड़वा बोलिया भी जाता है मन की आदत है हजार कोई चंगाई हो भुला दिता है और मामूली जी गल भजन खराब करने वास्ते फड़ा दिता है कोई आदमी इतों उपाव लैके ना जाए अगर किसी प्रेमी तो सेवा कर दे तो कोई ऊन ताई रह गई हो आशा करता है कि सारे आपको अपने घर अंदर जाके जो कुछ इतों सुनिया है या जो कुछ तुम अभ्यास प्राप्त किया है इस घर जाके अभ्यास करके और सत्संग के अंदर जाके तभी कायम रख सकते विद द ग्रेस ऑफ सुप्रीम फादर सावन एंड कृपाल 
the program of doing their meditation, being in their remembrance, which they themselves have graciously given to us, now comes to an end on the worldly level, on the outer level. Because you know that the devotee has to do the devotion of his master as long as the breaths flow in his body. But on the outer level, on the worldly level, the program which was given to us very graciously by our beloved Lord Saun and Kripal now finishes. The dear ones who organized for this program, they worked very hard and they did, they did a very good job. But still, if there was anything which was missing, if, still if there was any bitter word spoken by any of the sevadars here, I hope that you will not take the remembrance of those bitter words, you will not take the remembrance of those things and you will not go back to your home with the bad feelings from here because you know that it is the habit of our mind that if we get hundreds of good things, that's fine, but if there is one bad thing, then our mind clings to that and always remembers that. It does that only so that we may spoil the benefit of the meditation which we have received over here. So I hope that even though the dear ones tried very hard, but still if there was any lacking, anything was missed out, or if anything like that happened, you will not take those feelings with you. You will go back to your homes with loving feelings, with good feelings. Whatever you have heard over here, whatever you have achieved over here in the meditation, you can maintain all this only when you go back to your homes with good feelings and continue doing your meditation. Because meditation is the only thing through which we, you can maintain the grace and the things which you have received from here. प्रेमिया ने लाई तब सारे नहीं है लेकिन तो पढ़नी भी चाहिए है दैरल ने बड़ी ही मेहनत करके अमृत वेला का किताब छापी है क्योंकि वो काफी मेहनतों ने की थी जो भी मेरे संदेश बोले हुए हैं संगत ने वो उसे उसने बड़ी मेहनत ना दर्ज कीते हैं we should make the habit to read the literature of the Santmat. In our spare time, we should definitely read the words of the Master, read the literature of the Santmat. All the dear ones subscribe to the Santmani magazine. But as you subscribe it, as you receive it, it is your responsibility to read it also and understand the words of the Master. Daryl Rubin has worked very hard and he has put together all different talks and the notes, the words of the masters in the book called The Ambrosial Hour. And it is a very important thing. I hope that you will take advantage of that seva. You will read that book also because it covers many different aspects, whatever I have spoken and whatever other masters have said about the meditation and the other things, that all is included in that book. Our final bhajan is on page 190. Instead of wandering to door after door, fall at the door of Satguru. All the business of this world is false. Give it up, earn the profit, and take it. If you forget the nam, 
you suffer and get the fruit of your karmas. Meditate on the true nam of the Master and remain in his will. When you say, Thine, Thine, you breathe easily. O dear one, giving up the false path, follow the true path. Whoever comes into the refuge of the Master gets the gifts he asked for. Giving up all false disputes, take refuge in the Master. O Ajayab, if you have true love, you meet beautiful Kripal. You have got the true Satguru. Take refuge in him. Instead of wandering to door after door, fall at the door of Satguru. All the business of this world is false. Give it up, earn the profit, and take it. Bhajan of Sanchi on page 190. O dar dar de pirne nalo, sat guru de dar te de ja. O dande sab jute chadke, laha kat jagto le ja. Nam bulave, dukutave, kite karmadapala pave. Nam bulave, dukutave, kite karmadapala pave. Nam Guruda Chapale Sacha Bane De Vichareja Laha Kata Jagato Leja O Dara Dara De Pirane Nalo Sate Guru De Dara Te Deja O Dande Sabajute Chadake Laha kata jagato leja O dar dar de pirne nalo Sat guru de dar te deja O dande sabajute chateke Laha kata jagato leja Tera tera kendra etu Sukhna dasalenda etu, tera tera kenda etu, sukhna dasalenda etu. Rasata juta chateke sajna, sache rasate peja, laha kata jagato leja. O dar dar de firne nalo, sat guru de dar te deja. O dande sab jute chateke, laha kat jagato leja. O dar dar de firne nalo, sat guru de dar te deja. O dande sab jute chateke, 
lahakat jagat leja. Jo visharna guru jiave, moha mangiyan murja pave. Jo visharna guru jiave, moha mangiyan murja pave. Jad ke jute jagre sare, guru sharna vich peja, lahakat jagat leja. O dar dar de firne nalo, sat guru de dar te deja. O dande sab jute chad ke, lahakat jagat leja. O dar dar de firne nalo, sat guru de dar te deja. Odande sabjute chadke laha katjagto leja tajebasacha piara hona labjaye kirpala sona tajebasacha piara hona labjaye kirpala sona. Sache Satguru, Milagaya Satguru Di, Sharani Peja, Laha Kata Jagato Leja. O Dara Dara De Firane Nalo, Satguru De Dara Te Deja. O Dande Sabajute Jadake, Laha Kata Jagato Leja. O dar dar de firne nalo, sat guru de dar te deja. O dande sab jute chat ke, laha kat jagto leja. Instead of wandering to door after door, fall at the door of sat guru. All the business of this world is false. Give it up. Earn the profit and take it. May God bless us all.